Welcome to another episode of Fresh Brewed Politics. I'm your host, Andrew Cooperwriter, and I'm coming at you guys here. Uh, we're obviously not in our normal office setting. I'm a little bit on the fly here, but that's okay. We're going to be getting through this stuff here uh, together today. A couple of topics to talk about. Um, you know, we'll talk about Freedom Fest. Uh, we'll also talk about the uh, Bashir big old Czech bull hickey. Uh, going on, that's what I'm calling it. Of course, Charles Booger declares he's running for Senate, of which nobody is shocked. Honestly, I'd be more shocked if he was running on a platform other than if you don't vote for me, you're racist. Um, and also, we've we've seen some of the biggest transfers uh, of wealth going on. Kind of cover that. Uh, kind of show you something. Some two stats are kind of interesting about COVID. And of course, talk about our fight with GE. But before we get into that, I want to encourage you guys uh, to go ahead and hit the share button as you're watching this on Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, give us a thumbs up. Hit the subscribe. Uh, maybe even take that link and post it out there too as well. Um, and also too, I want to tell you guys, uh, July 4th, starting at midnight, uh, we'll have 17.76% off everything in our store there uh, online at broodco.com, B-R-E-W-E-D-C-O.com. And starting at midnight, you can put in the promo code 1776 to receive 17.76% off any order from our shop because that is the awesome and patriotic thing to do in this 4th of July I want all of you to be thinking to yourselves, were you the type of person who would have stood up and fought back? Because that's what we're dealing with here. As we get into that later on today, I, I think that's an important point for you to understand. But uh, let's talk about Freedom Fest going on. Uh, that will be July 9th, uh, Friday. It starts at 6 o'clock. We'll have some live music, some speakers, food trucks, uh, bounce house for the kids. Um, you know, some free axe throwing out there, a lot of great uh, things for you guys to do. It's a chance to kind of get together, of course, network, get to know each other, uh, let everybody know that they're not alone. Have a great time, obviously, as well. It's a little bit different than like a normal rally or something like that. It's actually a fantastic gathering of uh, patriotic, liberty-loving people to, to get together, hear what's been going on, hear what we're going to keep doing, to take a moment to celebrate our successes, but also remember all the work that we still need to be doing and accomplishing. Of course, it is a family-friendly event, so I encourage you to bring out your children. Um, and that's Freedom Fest there. But let's get into it. And if you haven't yet, please hit that share button, hit the subscribe, hit the likes, uh, comments, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever you can do to help uh, these social media people trying to hold us back. So let's talk about Bashir's big old check, uh, bull hickey here. I'm going to play for you guys a video um, here from Andy Bashir. He posted this on his thing a couple of days ago. I'm going to play it. If you're listening to the audio only, that's okay. It's a very short video. It's like 30 seconds long. Uh, go ahead and play that for me. And let's see. Um, let's see here what my issue is as far as the, the check or the big old check bull hickey. I want you to be watching uh, what happens and what goes on and, and see if you can spot the issues that I have with this entire ridiculous man that has found himself in the governor's mansion here in Kentucky. We know how important roads are here and everywhere throughout this commonwealth. Modern roadway infrastructure keeps our people safe and promotes economic development. Our administration has been very intentional to look for places near schools where we can make our streets 
and row it safer, knowing our most precious cargo are our kids and knowing I put my two in a car every morning to get to school. I'm happy to announce more than $300,000 from the transportation cabinet will go to improve roads in Campbell and in Kenton counties. All right, so let me tell you what my issues are. Okay, first, the posts surrounding this um, and, and even what he's saying, he acts like, and this is the entire thing, and, and I'm seeing this get worse. Of course, Bashir's one of the worst in Kentucky, so I'm seeing this get worse and worse, is these politicians acting like by them doing their job, they're doing you a favor. Here's the deal. It is the government's job to take care of roads and sidewalks. When you give money, to another government entity to do those jobs of roads and sidewalks, you don't need a giant ceremony about it where you act like you're giving them a giant gift because it's not a giant gift. It's our tax money that you're then giving to people. You're giving them back their own money and then you're having a parade about it. You're standing up. Oh my goodness. Listen to him. He's giving us back our money. I thank you so much for giving me back what you've already taken from me to go into our schools. Now, granted, I understand that a lot of people uh, understand that that it's it's government's role to do things like roads and schools. Schools are wrote into our state constitution. I don't even want to have an argument. I don't even want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is that is government doing its job. To give you an idea, it would be the equivalent of when your boss writes you your paycheck, he then, your normal like salary paycheck, he then prints it out on a giant check every two weeks, has a little ceremony and says, look what I'm doing. I am giving money. Your boss too, not the owner of the company, because that's the whole other thing too. This isn't even his money. It is somebody else's money. But he's going to have a giant ceremony where he says, look at me. Doing my job, I'm giving you the check. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a nice, a nice camera crew come out. We're gonna have a nice ceremony uh, where not a lot of people show up to, because of course, Kitten County, nobody likes you, Andy Bashir. There, uh, all of them barely wanted to be seen with you. Um, you can tell as you see the pain in their faces as they had to sit there. I, I mean, if you look at two, you can't see in the video and you know picture roads that what's that. I'm happy to announce more so, than so pause there, pause there. So I don't know if you see this. Do you know who that lady is to the left of that picture? You might know because we've talked to her in court before. Oh, that is Amy Covage, his hey, lead yeah, attorney. Covage. Yes. Why is he giving out a check to a school to work on its roadways with his lead legal counsel holding the check? Maybe, maybe somebody from the transportation cabinet. And honestly, I don't know who the the Balder guy is on the right. Maybe he's from transportation cabinet. Though, if he's having his attorney there to hand out the check, it wouldn't surprise me if the guy to his right is also actually his KSP bodyguard that, that he drug up there to, to fill in because he couldn't get enough people that wanted to take a photograph with him. But let's also look at this check, okay? Now, if you look at the check, top left-hand corner, where it says who the check is from, does it say from the Kentucky taxpayer? No. Does it say from the state of Kentucky? No. Does it say from the Kentucky legislator that put aside that money and created the budgets to be able to give you the ability to give that money away? No. Who's it say? Governor Amy Bashir 
700 Capital Avenue, Suite 100, Frank, Frankfurt KY. Frankfurt KY 40601. The type of the check <laughs> where it's supposed to say like the company name or the entity name or whatever, <laughs> it says his name. The governor's office isn't the one giving the money. This is coming out of the Department of Transportation, the, the, the highway safety or whatever, um, you know, the Kentucky State Roads Fund. That's where it's coming from. It's not coming out of his fund. It's not coming out of Bashir's money. That, that is so weird. This is like, and not only that, this is to give you guys an idea who can't see it. It's the kind of thing you expect when you have some company like Alltech or Woca-Cola, giving $5,000 to cancer research, right? And they stand up there, they do their big check and yeah, they raise $5,000 and it's a good tax write-off. And at the same time, it's, you know, it's doing good stuff. But at the same time, they can take the picture and use that promotional material to say, look at how much we care. Look at that, right? And yet you have the same exact thing going on with a man who is just doing his job to hand out road fund funds, <laughs> who has his name at the top of the check, like it's coming from Governor Andy Bashir, Not you, the taxpayer, but Governor Bashir for Campbell County School District Safety Project. And at the bottom right-hand corner, it says Andy Bashir. He signed it. Now, I would have to imagine most of the time, checks coming out of the state government and don't have Andy Bashir's signature on it. <laughs> I'm not saying this. I'm going to tell you, I guarantee you that if you're getting paid by the Department of Transportation, Depart is it Department of Transportation, it's Highway Safety? Kentucky Transportation, Kentucky Transportation Cabinet. Thank you. Uh, KYTC. Um, Kentucky Transportation Cabinet. If you're getting paid from them for like work you do for them as a contractor or things like that, the signature on it, isn't Andy Bashir's signature? Actually, I bet you Andy Bashir's not even allowed to sign those checks and it'd be a valid check. I bet you it's some lady in the office who actually signed the check. Here he is taking credit for the job of some poor lady that is over there re who real signature matters when it comes to the check cutting. I guarantee it. And I'm not saying it is because I'm aware of what the checks from this department look like. And I've seen the signatures at the bottom and it's never Governor Andy Bashir's <laughs> signature at the bottom. And so it is just one of the weirdest ceremonies and strangest things I have personally ever seen coming up on there. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm going off the deep end. I just think it's a big old check and it's up there for silly, ridiculous reasons. So there, there, there you go. Bashir's big old check. Bull hickey. And while I'm at it, guys, let me give you one more reminder to hit that share button. Share us out there far and wide. Uh, if you're on YouTube, once again, hit the subscribe button. If you're catching this on a replay, feel free. You can also listen to this in the podcast form on Apple and Spotify. Charles Booker makes a declaration. He says, I'm running for Senate, to which all of Kentucky said, I thought you announced already. <laughs> I, I just don't know how this is news, right? I mean, Charles Booker, the race baiter, <laughs> decides he's going to try to ounce Rand Paul. And let's let's hear his first big statement about Rand Paul. Is it is it about his sweeping policies? No. Is it about his voting record? No. What it says is Rand Paul thinks we are a joke. He mocks us. He's an embarrassment to Kentucky. 
because he does not care. He literally does not care whether you live or die. Does anybody know what Rand Paul does for a living outside of being a senator? What he did do? Do you know? He's nothing else. He's an eye surgeon. Do you know what Rand Paul still does as a senator? Free eye surgeries. And right here in Kentucky, he does free eye surgeries. Whenever he's, I believe on like the weekends, whenever he's back from DC, he does, he does free eye surgeries. You don't hear him talking about that. That's just the work he does, right? What I also find interesting is this attack, this attack on um, these, these people like Rand or Massey for being unscientific. They don't care about anyone, anything else. Is there, correct me if I'm wrong, okay? And I could be crazy. Let's take our major politicians out of Kentucky. We got Rand Paul. Mitch McConnell, Thomas Massey, Massey, John Yarmuth, Yarmuth, Andy Barr, um, Brett Guthrie, um, Hal Heiner, Heiner, right? Um, Eastern Kentucky's congressman. Andy Bashir. You've got Ryan Quarles. um, You've got Ball. Allison Ball. Um, You have Auditor Harmon. Um, Secretary of State Uh, is David Adams. Adams, Thank you. Um, You know, and whoever the congressman I forgot is, maybe, I don't know. He's not, he doesn't cover my district. I'm sorry. I'm not paying super big attention to the name of him. Um, He needs to do more. Anyways, I know Massey's name because he does more. <laughs> He's not my district leader either, but he does more. Anyway, so um, out of all of them, right? And I, I'm going to say this and I might sound like an idiot, but out of all of them, which one of them holds a medical degree? Rand Paul does. Which one holds a degree from MIT and scientific research? Thomas Massey Massey does. That's right. That's right. He does. He does. Yet those two are the ones you're trying to skewer as the science deniers, unscientific, crazy people. And yet they're the ones with the right degrees. (laughs) Like if they weren't in office, it would not be unreasonable for at least Thomas Massey to be this expert that we're asking about what do we do to be the data expert to create policy for us to know what to do in response to COVID. He would literally fall right in line with that. Hal Rogers. Hal Rogers. That's right. Hal Rogers Parkway. That's right. He named that road after him. How gaudy. Anyways, I'm sorry, Hal Rogers. Uh, I didn't mean to say that about you. I did. Um, don't name roads after yourself. Anyway. I'm just saying it's, you know what? We're going to look like the idiots. Maybe he didn't name that road after himself. We'll find out. Let's find out. (laughs) Let's make sure before I go calling him Gotti for naming a road after himself, let's make sure that that's the case. So anyways, um, thank you to Dean Vensel for. Oh, Dean Vensel. Thank you. Hal Rogers. Um, So, it, okay, real quick then, uh, commenters, is Hal Rogers, is is the Hal Rogers Parkway named after Hal Rogers? I have, I, I, is it named by Hal Rogers as the Hal Rogers Parkway? So let us know that. 
if you guys can be Googling that. But stay, keep watching, because I want to keep my numbers up. Anyways, so um, point is, while we're waiting on that, um, Rand Paul uh, is the one with an actual medical degree, right? And, and I love that. Yes. They said, yes, he did name it after himself. <laughs> Who does oh, that? No, 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 no. It was, uh, oh, Okay, Paul Patton. The former governor, or one of the former governors from a while back, I don't know what year. Okay. Um, renamed the Daniel Boone Parkway to Hal Rogers Parkway because he oh. removed the tolls. Okay, okay. Well, hey, that's a good, you know what? If he wants to remove the tolls, I am getting down with, I will name my street after him if he wants to remove <laughs> the tolls. Never mind, Hal Rogers, I'll take it back. You didn't name it after yourself, and it was a thank you for getting rid of the tolls on the highway. That is a fantastic fantastic you know it does how rogers bring more money into kentucky than any than anyone else you know why that would be a substantial thing you know who was the transportation secretary for the last four years uh, under trump oh um oh elaine chow which is Mitch McConnell's, Mitch McConnell's wife. Elaine Chow's Mitch McConnell's wife. How has Hal Rogers brought in more infrastructure money into Kentucky than Mitch McConnell has? Well, we're going to double check that one too. That doesn't make any sense at all. Anyways. Sorry, guys. We're getting off track here. <laughs> We've gone down to the weeds. Charles Booker. That's who we were talking about. Uh, Charles, Charles Booker. Oh, Tony Ruckles says that the toll was already removed. But your research had said they named it after him for removing the toll. Well, how could a congressman remove the toll on the parkway? Oh, was he not the congressman at the time? I don't know, guys. Now I sound like an idiot. I do not know enough about Hal Rogers to be talking about him. We're going to research on this. We will follow up on this. If anybody listening wants to send me, if Hal Rogers himself wants to reach out and be on the podcast and clear this up with me about him, I will gladly have on Hal Rogers. So somebody let him know that um this is andrew cooperwriters fairly um popular search term is daniel boone parkway renamed by hal rogers oh it is so okay okay i'm not crazy that i'm wondering these things as i sit here today anyway so back to charles booker um and so you had but you you famously had Rand paul and governor Bashir having a face-off about covid um you know um face-off about covid right about what the science is behind the mass. And people are like, oh. And Andy Bashir comes out and goes, oh, Rand Paul's an idiot. It's not all for show. And what was so crazy about this is Andy Bashir's a lawyer and Rand Paul has a medical doctorate. <laughs> and you know what? I don't care if he's an eye surgeon, okay? Let's say I, for some reason, am on a long walk in the forest and I'm with Rand Paul and... Andy Bashir. Okay. Now I don't know how we ended up in the forest together. Maybe, maybe Rand Paul's there to mediate me and Andy working out our problems with one another. He's like, Andy, why you got to go to coffee, coffee shops all the time. One of us, <laughs> I'm not going to say that because you know, Facebook and threats, oh, but anyways, oh. um, point is, is that if, if we go into a forest so we're going into the forest, okay? And Rand Paul is there to mediate maybe me and Andy Bashir working out our issues, which 
I, you know, if anybody's ever like talked to Rand Paul and met Rand Paul, that is the last job that man would want to do. He is not necessarily always the social butterfly, but he's, that's why he's so good at what he does though. You know, like he's almost a reluctant, like limelight person. Rand Paul is, if you ever meet him, you know, like he, he does not like, like he's not an extrovert anyways. So you go walking down, you're walking down the forest here. It's me and Andy Bashir and Governor uh, Andy Bashir and Rand Paul. Rand Paul's helping us out. And then we all trip and we fall into a cave and I break my leg. Okay. And I say, all right, I need to splint my broken leg, my broken leg. Okay. And I say, I've got the choice between uh, uh, stones and sticks. And Andy Bashir says use stones and Rand Paul says use sticks to set my leg in place so we can wait for help. Okay. So we can, so I can limp on out of there. Now one may only be an eye surgeon, but he did have to have some basic medicine to like know what to do in a surgery. Like, you know, cause you, you got, you put your people under general anesthesia. And of course there's an anesthesiologist anesthesiologist that's there in the room, um, you know, watching everything, you know, and, and everything else. I understand that, but he's got to know what to do in those situations. Right. And he's has to have had more than just even a basic first aid training when it comes to things like my broken leg, surely by coming to medical school. Right. But more importantly, one has a doctor at the front, meaning a medical doctor too, not, you know, like Jill Biden, a doctorate of education. Okay. Like a, a medical doctor. So I break my leg. So I have a guy with a JD, a juris, a juris doctorate, because he's a lawyer. And I've got an actual doctor here. Maybe not specializing in legs, but he's an actual doctor. I'm getting to the point of my story, guys. Which one am I going to listen to when it comes to a medical issue? And then in turn, I can't even say that, because if I was in court, I'd still listen to Rand Paul for Annie Bashir because I see his arguments yeah. in court. He has killed any of his relatives. <laughs> I would not take legal advice from that man. I'm just saying. Now, his Amy Cubbage, on the other hand, she's actually a pretty good lawyer. I'd probably take legal advice from her. But, but, but my point is, is if we're arguing about something medical and you have a lawyer and a doctor and they disagree and you're like, it's up in the air on which one to pick from. I would normally lean heavily towards a doctor unless of course you're a brainwashed idiot by the media and think that every single person that stands up there and yells science at the screen has your best personal individual interest at heart. And I think that's one thing too, that comes into the, you know, we'll talk about that later, but anyway, so um, point is Charles Booker's declares, and he says that Rand Paul doesn't care about anyone at all. He just doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about Charles Booker. He will care about you, Charles. I don't want my government to care about me. I just want you to leave me alone, <laughs> okay? Don't care. I want you to be apathetic. I want you to have zero emotion towards me as a human being and as a person. I want you out of my life. I don't want you to care. I don't want you to take care of me. I just want you out of my life. All right, there we go. There's my message to Charles Booker which long analogy in there about other people. And we got off in the weeds. I apologize, guys. Going back over into it though, however. Um, let's see here. 
Let's talk about uh, Booker Declares. Okay. Let's talk about the transfer of wealth. Let's talk about uh, big corporations. Let's talk about how we deal with this, right? So a lot of people think to themselves uh, when they hear us speak about government, getting government out of the way and everything else, they're worried about corporations, big corporations kind of leading the way. Well, let me show you two headlines regarding COVID and wealth. Go ahead. Workers lost $3.7 trillion in earnings during the pandemic. Women and Gen Z saw the biggest losses. Wrote one day later, world's billionaires get richer by $3.9 trillion during the pandemic. So the workers lost 3.7 trillion, billionaires gained 3.9 trillion. Now, that seems like a transfer of wealth to me. Seems like it. Now, a lot of people say, well, big old mean corporations, what are we going to do about it? We need to turn to the government. Which party wants the government? Well, I can't say that because there's some Republicans that want the government bigger. But follow me here, okay? The people who preach the most, big old angry corporations, oops, and they teach, tell you about how you need a minimum wage, you need unions, you need regulations, you need labor laws, you need every single one of these government regulations to keep you safe, keep you well paid, make sure the, the playing field is even. The party that tells you that, let me ask you guys, which party do the corporations give more money to? Which party that runs on that? See, Republicans don't run on that. Republicans run on, right now they run on small government. That doesn't mean they're going to follow through with that, but they do at least run on it. Republic, Democrats, on the other hand, they run on ideas that say your government needs to be larger to protect you from those evil corporations. Now, who do they vote for? Who do the corporations put more money behind? Who do they show more allegiances to when they comes Pride Month and they need to make their obligatory change of logos? I'll give you an example of one change of logo. This one came across to us as we were looking at something was Lamar, which is a billboard company. And Lamar, the billboard company, puts up a billboard saying uh, or on their website, they had a, a, a Pride flag, the new one though, that brown as brown people and black people in it. Like that's what the last two stripes represent. So like they have welded like, like apparently now if you are, that that new flag doesn't make sense to me either. Because if you're, if you're black and brown, that doesn't guarantee you agree on LGBTQ issues at all. In fact, I think I read a study one time that said in, in the black community is actually the most anti-gay, anti-transgender. I don't know if that's true, though. I read a study one time that said that a couple of years ago. Maybe it's changed, though. I think they took it off their website. Did they take it down? Yeah. Oh, gosh. They took it down. Lamar took it down. We just looked at it yesterday. But, you know, but that's weird about the new flag, though, the black and brown stripes. So, like, you're just assuming all black people or brown people agree with LGBTQ rights issues. Like, that is that's kind of wrong to just assume that. And, and you're robbing them of their individualism. Of course, though, that's... What the left does, you're not allowed to be an individual that somehow thinks differently than other people of your same skin color or ilk, unless you're white. That's a white privilege the Democrats just hand out. You know, 
white is the only skin color where who you're going to vote for isn't guaranteed amongst the thought processes of the leftists. Isn't that interesting? What a privilege we they have given us that because we're, we're white, we're allowed to choose who we want to vote for compared to everybody else. But remember, guys, we're the racist ones. Anyway, so... Um, but they advertise this thing, they blah, 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 right? And what's just real ironic about it is they're one of these large billboard companies. And I know for a fact they've taken money from candidates that at least some would consider anti-LGBTQ, right? But they'll still throw up that. Who are they throwing that up for? They're not throwing it up for conservatives. In fact, you know, Burger King, they did their chicken sandwich. They did this chicken sandwich making fun of Chick-fil-A. And for everyone bought, they donate money to LGBTQ issues to kind of like throw it in the face of Chick-fil-A, like Chick-fil-A cares. Like Chick-fil-A doesn't care. You misunderstand how Chick-fil-A feels. They just don't want to give their money to those issues. But that doesn't mean that they care about stomping those people out or anything. I mean, it's more apathetic, really. But anyway, so... Oh, you found the billboard? Yeah, show, show that website there. And so... But they put this up and they've clearly taken money from people who uh, people on the left would consider to be anti whatever, but they don't have to pay homage to those individuals. So they pay this homage to the, to the left. They pay this homage. Um, they, they give them their money and everything else. And I say, why are they doing that? Aren't they the ones that preach evil corporations? Well, guys, in case you haven't figured this out by now, you got to take down the workers thing. Uh, there you go how Lamar advertising is celebrating pride month in York and Lancaster love is love. And they have the new pride flag with the black and brown stripes. That is a hideous flag. You've never seen that flag before. That's the flag that no, got approved. I, I, I never know it's the black and brown. I know no, no, no. That flag, that flag, that, that specific flag is now approved to fly at all of our embassies. Yeah. That is the flag that they approved to fly at our embassies. Like government buildings can fly that flag. Which is clear that that is the equivalent of flying the uh, like a Democrat Party flag. Yeah. I mean, it is. I don't care what you say. It is. It is because that flag, especially because you've included the black and brown stripes. Yeah, I mean, you're representing CRT in that, which we all know there's a big groundswell against. You're rep and this is so divisive stuff too. I mean, this is what drives us apart when your government's picking sides of an argument that really the true answer for both sides to get along on this kind of crap, sorry, stuff is to get government out of your lives. If you got government out of your lives, I, it wouldn't matter to anybody else what you do with your time, who you go home with, what you look like, whatever, everything else. It doesn't matter to me. The only reason why this is a social struggle that for the left and right is worth fighting over is because there's a ring of power in the middle called the government that you can wield over the other side. If we just shrink the size of government, it wouldn't matter how anybody else felt about these issues. You know, me as a Christian conservative, I can detach the fact that what I personally believe in, I don't want enforced on other people. Because I don't want my government with guns to enforce it upon them. But anyways, sorry. I digress from that tangent. Um, point is, is who's doing it? Well, it's these corporations. Why? These government regulations that the left is doing benefits them. It benefits them. Where do you think all the stimmy checks go? It benefits them. All these things the left does benefits the corporations. And they laugh in your faces is they take your money and they give it out to corporations and they give them breaks and they give them um, 
regulations, all for your safety, that all it does is give more power in their hands. You're a worker. You want to be paid more. Don't ask for minimum wage. Don't demand the government require benefits. Instead, get the government out of business so that way a small business owner down the street can open up, offer a better working environment that pays slightly higher, but because it's local and it doesn't have the overhead of a giant corporation, can save you more money and is a part of your community. So when you spend your money and they have profits, they're spending it with local businesses as well. But instead, because you care, you keep voting for the party that actually makes that not possible to where you're actually beholden to the corporations. You don't have freedom of choice anymore because they've choked out all the small businesses that you can actually talk to the owner of. You can talk to the person who has invested their life into it. Say, hey, as the staff, you know, this is kind of what we want. Can we have a dialogue here? Corporations, you don't get a dialogue. And the reason why that's important is we'll go over to our GE thing. So GE is doing a max or VASC, VASC or mask thing. You know, as you guys know, you go to freedomfight.us slash GE, send them an email telling them how you feel. We canned one in there. We put a pre prepackaged email in there. You can just hit send on if you want. But what they're doing is, is they're saying, hey, you got to be max or VASC. And listen, I know there's a lot of places doing this too as well. And it's a problem. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to build up our network of patriots all around this country that view this issue the same way we do. It is clear that a collusion with corporations and government that's been going on for a long time is what's behind a lot of this. This company here is in Kentucky. Kentucky has no mask mandate. This company has decided to diverge off of government regulations force mandates to make their own mandates because now they've decided they're experts in science as well. Now, I don't need to go over with you guys. We all know there's conflicting studies on these things back and forth. And that's the fun thing is you can go back and forth on these issues and produce very viable, very true data. But what's funny is, is like I said, if you look at the Boone County court hearing, the judge ruled that something like wearing a mask is as effective as putting up a chain link fence to keep out mosquitoes. That was the judge's exact words in the ruling has yet to be appealed. So GE decides, hey, we're going to do this. I know Buffalo Trace has done it. I know Toyota is doing it or has done it, Amazon. The idea though is we can get a bunch of patriots together. We can start to make real change. Now you say, how many does it take? Not that many. Right now we have 800 emails, about 800 email 800 people that have sent an email. Go on there, follow the link, encourage others, send those emails. Because I think once we get to about 2,000 emails sent, we can now start working together with that group that are the people who are willing to stand up. And that goes to what I was talking about. I was talking about this 4th of July. Are you the kind of person willing to fight for it? It's simple to send an email. But what it does is it creates a network that then we can turn around and say, all right, now... On this date, on these days, let's now start a calling campaign. Now that starts costing companies money, but also as well, it starts making our voices heard more, where we're constantly calling in saying, hey, you know, we have an issue with this. We have an issue with this. And that causes a company to start to realize this is a problem. Now, I understand a lot of you guys who are on Liberty feel a little cringy about this.
You feel cringy about it because you know this is how the left has gotten their ideas beat into companies. They do the same exact thing. This isn't a new, which I could tell you we thought of this. It's not. This is what the left does. They're actually better at it than us. And the point is, is that I understand what you're saying, but let me ask you, what's your solution then? You say, well, if the staff don't like it, they should just quit and go work where? At another job that's also requiring it because they're all major corporations that are in cahoots with the with the powers that be, whether willingly or not. I mean, you got to keep in mind the government just came in and shut down entire industries. If the government comes to you and you're not willing, you're just trying to survive as a business and says, can you help us out? Can you require your staff to be vaccinated? Essentially what they're doing. Why would you say no? Your, your profit incentive seems to be coming from the government unless you can make a better profit incentive to be to listen to the customers, the actual people who spend the money. It's not just easy for people to decide to leave and go somewhere else. We know this. I was reading a study. It wasn't, I can't say it's corroborated. I can't say it's peer reviewed. That's why I haven't posted about it. But if this is true, according to this study, it said over 26% of people who've been vaccinated have said they in somehow, shape, or form have been coerced into doing it. Meaning that because their work required it or just made their lives easier because of some other requirement. It doesn't sit right with me. So please get involved. Ask yourself this question this 4th of July. Would you have been one of the, the people who stand up and fight back? Because if you are, I want you to send that email, freedomfight.us slash GE. So we can start to build out that network, share it with people. So we can start making a real change that doesn't involve more government regulation to get our way that when people who disagree with our viewpoints take over, they can't use it against us. We'll find out on this one. No, G, not all GE plants. GE Appliance Park in Louisville, I don't know about the other GE plants because the GE Appliance Park in Louisville is actually owned by Harrier, which is a Chinese company. So anyway, sorry. Get involved, send these emails, share this stuff out. Thank you guys. Have a great day.